We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app welcome to overnight america with ryan wrecker on kmox sponsored by michael's flooring the flooring experts michael's flooring outlet.com And welcome to Overnight America. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to have you on the show tonight. You, yeah, you. We'll take some of your calls later. Uh, a few guests that we have scheduled for tonight. Paul Berry third. he's running for county executive as the Republican nominee in St. Louis County. And he was part of a town hall meeting earlier today, virtual, of course. I think the town hall may still be going on. So I hope we get a chance to talk to him at uh, 830 here. So a little under a half hour from now. And then next hour, Dr. Michael Bussler. He's a public policy analyst and a, a economics um, genius, really. I wanted to talk to him a little bit about the economy, what he thinks the tax plans and the effects could have on the economy, what he thinks could be happening after the election. Some people I see online are already starting to try to make the case that, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. If Joe Biden wins, actually, the economy would be doing better. So I wanted to ask him about that point blank. <laughs> Does he really believe that as a professor of finance at Stockton University? Also joining us later tonight, Robert Hardaway. He's the author of Saving the Electoral College, Why the National Popular Vote Would Undermine Democracy. I spent some time with him in the past. I think we even had him on for a full hour at one point. But since we're getting close to the November election and a lot of people will be talking about the Electoral College and votes, I thought this would be a good follow up with him. And just uh, in general, you know that people are going to be spouting off online about the Electoral College and how much they hate it, so let him make his case tonight. Tom Sullivan's going to join us a little after 10 o'clock, and we'll look at some of the calls for Sam Page to be investigated by a special prosecutor for his side gig that he continues to do, and it may actually be worse than what's reported. So I wanted to get Tom on to give us an idea of what we're seeing in the county. And then after that, lots and lots of stuff to talk about. I mean, I want to talk about the Rudy Giuliani stuff later tonight. I don't know if you saw, but he was trending in this whole Borat stuff. I don't know. this. I really do want to talk to you about this, what you make of the whole deal. We'll get to that later also. There's a story on Fox, too, about a fluorescent cake maker that was told to return some of their CARES Act relief money. This really bothers me when I see things like this, where there's businesses that rely on the approval and then somehow they get revoked. I mean, he made a business decision based on what the state said that he was allotted to have. And that is very, very damaging to for them to come back and say, oh, no, we made a mistake. So I wanted to play that for you. We'll also talk about Dr. Fauci, Scott Atlas, and where we are today with the coronavirus. There was a new study that talked about the long-term COVID 
um, risks. So we'll do that. Of course, the big debate tomorrow night, which you're going to hear on KMOX. What are they going to cover in the debate? What won't they cover in the debate? And is it possible, possible that they cut off Donald Trump's mic tomorrow if he brings up Hunter Biden? There's been some speculation of that, too. Ooh, wouldn't that be a mistake? So there's a lot to uh, talk about in the show. I really didn't know the right way to start the show tonight. Oh, and right in the next break, too. I wonder if Hollywood is starting to come around, but I don't think they are. It's almost like there's this small glimmer of hope that Hollywood might actually do the right thing when it comes to all the nonsense that they've been propagating, but probably not. (laughs) There was the story of Chris Pratt, and that small glimmer of hope maybe could be something that comes up in the future. How about this real quick? I saw this over on the Riverfront Times website. Oh, the Riverfront Times. I was wondering about this because they showed a photo by Chris Lowe, and apparently he's going to be opening up a new restaurant called Way Too Much Sauce. W-A-Y-Y-Y, Way Too Much Sauce, over on Kings Highway. I don't exactly know, 930 Kings Highway. Apparently it's going to be opening soon, within the next couple of weeks it sounds like. But his gimmick is that he's going to, I guess, coat chicken wings with, like, diamond dusts. So I don't exactly know how that works. So if you were to see the photo, it looks like he sprinkled glitter on the chicken wings. But it's not glitter. It's like glittery diamond dust. And uh, people are like, uh, I don't know how people feel about this. It's strange in the sense that some people are like, oh, it's a luxury. You need to treat yourself. So get out there and, you know, treat yourself to the the stuff that you know you deserve type of deal. But does does anyone really really want this is there a demand is that even the curiosity factor doesn't even appeal to me like there, there's certain food gimmicks and i love me a good food gimmick and a lot of times it's weird it's like oh we're gonna deep fry this one thing that you're used to or oh we're gonna add this to that and oh man we're adding bacon to this or we're gonna load this up with whatever and that stuff yeah i'll try it if 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 they're doing a mac and cheese french fries at a Burger King or they're doing like a special stuffed crust at a pizza place or whatever, yeah, sign me up. But uh, this doesn't really do it. You know, chicken wings by themselves are nearly a perfect food if you deep fry them the right way. And I always like them to make it uh, well done. So when I get chicken wings, I like them to be the nice crunchy skin on the outside. So when I bite into it, there's a little bit, you know, you feel that you're biting into something so it's just not soft. And you add a nice sauce on top of that. Ugh, love chicken wings. I don't see myself ever thinking, man, I would pay extra in order for you to dust this with diamonds. So the glitter wings, they're called the Diamond Wicked Wings. Um, And the new wing restaurant owned by Chris Lowe is set to open up November 1st, generating buzz for the restaurant and his Facebook page. Apparently, he also has more than just the diamond wings. Apparently, you could even coat it with 24-karat gold-covered wings. He said that the diamond wicked wings, $35 gets you 25 wings, and they call it a luxurious culinary experience. Isn't that something nice? 35 bucks for 25 wings ain't too bad. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good amount. I mean, in general, when you go out to a wing place, you don't want to, to me, I don't think I'd spend more than a buck a wing. You know, I try to find stuff that's a little bit less than that, but some places do a buck a wing. If you add it with diamonds, I guess, it's a it's a little bit over that, but some people like this gimmicky stuff and, and weird gimmicky. I'm a weird gimmicky guy. I don't like it. But 
who knows? Wish him luck. <laughs> Wish him luck. He's uh, one person trying to start a business and open things up in this wild, wild world post-COVID. We want him to do well. We want him to succeed. Why not give it a try? And you know what? Who knows? Maybe one day I'll meet Chris Lowe and he'll say, uh, you had it wrong, man. Everyone loves my diamond wings. Or maybe it's just a, a song in the future. Maybe there's just some band out there. Chicken wings with diamonds on them. Kind of like a Beatles ripoff waiting to happen. But when they open in a few weeks, we'll see how that goes. What if, uh, wouldn't that be a big scandal if we found out they're not really diamonds? I mean, it's literally just glitter. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just mass-produced edible glitter, I guess. Coming up in a few moments. Uh, so there are some actors that are coming to the offense of Chris Pratt. And after all, all of this and what we've seen online, I wonder if there is some hope to this story. Maybe there, maybe there is. We'll get to that. And like I mentioned before, Paul Berry III, he's running for county council as the Republican nominee. He ran last time. This is a, another attempt of his when before he was up against Steve Stanger. And what a mistake reelecting Steve Stanger to a position like that. So uh, I think Paul Berry III is going to make his pitch of why you don't want to make that same mistake again. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Here we are in Overnight America. I'm trying to keep an eye on Paul Berry III. He's participating in this town hall tonight. There's a video feed of it. I don't even know it's considered a town hall. Originally, he mentioned that Sam Page was going to be a part of it, but I haven't seen if that's true or not because he wasn't there originally. So if we get him at 8.30, that'd be nice. If not, I offered him a later time tonight. Maybe we can hook up with him then, but we'll just see how this plays out. But either way, I wanted to talk about this one story, and if you wanted to catch yourself up on the whole Chris Pratt controversy, it's so stupid and ridiculous that I feel so many people... Um, this is what they do on social media. They find things that are absolutely a non-topic, and then they make a giant big deal about it. So let me give you an example. What happened with Chris Pratt? He's a very famous actor. He's someone that's gone through a transformation. Oh, look at that. Sam Page is part of this town hall meeting. Ah. Now, I almost want to play the audio of Sam Page as part of this town. No, I'm not going to do that. I'll ask Paul Barry about it later, see what we get. But... Um, okay, sorry. Chris Pratt, he's an actor. He's been in a bunch of big movies. He was in the Jurassic Park, you know, the, the more recent ones, the brand new ones. That's kind of a big deal. He was in the whole Marvel universe where he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in, I think those are the biggest ones he's been in so far. Oh, of course, Parks and Rec, the television show. So he was a television comedian that turned into a movie star, I would say, an A-lister. He's gone through some certain things inside of his own career that have been interesting. He was married to Anna Ferris, who is also a comedian, and they were divorced. And part of which I think led to it was some of his views on faith, which is something that developed later in his life. So when he was on Parks and Rec, certainly that was not his type of style, but it was something that he grew into. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard him openly explain his journey in his faith, but he has talked about more faith-related issues. For example, he was given a MTV award for his work, I think, on Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the movies that he was in. Could have been Jurassic Park. It doesn't matter. But he went up on stage. He accepted his, it was like a Teen Choice Award or something like that. And as he was standing in front of the crowd and he said, kids, I want you to know God is real and he's in your life and 
open up to him, basically just giving a general type of speech. And the crowd cheered and they loved it, which is great. I love to see that. It was just a encouraging message that he gave. A lot of people were certainly turned off by that because they don't like the idea that someone, you know, Hollywood or whatever, would give their statement of faith and just encourage people to follow God. Now, I don't know him personally or his beliefs of what they are personally, but just the fact that someone of his stature in a role like that, an A-lister, would come out and say those things is something that you don't see every day, something you probably don't even see every decade. It's very rare for that, uh, for, for someone like him to come out and talk about their faith, which is good. He's been consistent with that. He is also someone who has since now um, remarried, um, and he's, I think, filming another Jurassic Park movie at the moment. Now, keep in mind the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Marvel Universe with everything they did with the superheroes, making tons of money at the box office. Now, that's his connection for where we are today. So there was a fundraiser for Joe Biden, and a lot of the old Marvel stars and definitely actors that are open for Joe Biden or whatever it is, there's been some. Mark Ruffalo coming to mind because recently, just like last week, he was uh, part of that video where celebrities take their clothes off to make a pitch for Joe Biden or whatever it is. You know, it's, it's really weird and like, okay, I don't understand why you feel the need that you have to do this. It was uh, whatever. But, you know, there, there's some that are just overtly political and so hateful to Donald Trump on social media. They, you know, they say some pretty, you know, terrible things online, things like that. Chris Pratt doesn't say anything. He doesn't really like Chris Pratt got uh, ridiculed a couple of weeks ago because he said, we're coming up to a very important vote and we, we need everyone to pitch in. That vote, of course, is the People's Choice Awards, and you could go vote for me for my whatever. You know, he made a joke online, and people got so angry. How dare you downplay how terrible Donald Trump is and, well, how we should all be going out and voting for Joe Biden. So they jumped on his back for that. And why are they jumping on his back this time? Well, this fundraiser where a lot of the old Marvel superheroes were, were fundraising and making appearances for Joe Biden, he was absent. He decided to not go. Now, there's a couple of different things. He could have been filming. He could have been out of the country filming for Jurassic Park or whatever it is. But in general, he'd maybe just not want to participate. So guess what happened? Guess what happened? Online, (laughs) this is the entire reason why Twitter and Facebook are just giant cesspools of opinion. They called him a homophobic white Christian supremacist. Uh, That's the type of energy he gives off. He says he's secretly supporting President Trump, so he must be a racist. And even though Pratt has never publicly backed any candidate or really even talks about politics, keep in mind the other Avenger stars are out there doing things like taking their clothes off for Joe Biden. That's what we're faced against. He's someone that stays out of it, and he's the one that gets called all of these things. Totally ridiculous. Now, here is where I think there may be some hope left for Hollywood, but I'm not going to hold my breath. His cast members, again, all very far left-leaning type of uh, media elite, came out in support of Chris Pratt and said this. For example, Mark Ruffalo, one of the you know guys that posed naked <laughs> or wanted to go naked for Biden or whatever the thing is, 
He said, you all, Chris Pratt is a solid, uh, is as solid a man there is. I know him personally. Instead of casting as, uh, aspersions, look at how he lives his life. He is just not overtly political as a rule. This is a distraction. Keep, uh, Let's keep our eyes on the prize, friends. We are so close now. This is what Mark Ruffalo says. Now, well, I'm like, okay. The, the thing I wanted to point out is that in a lot of ways, these Hollywood types would do this for Chris Pratt, but they wouldn't do this for anyone else. So if there was someone else that was getting attacked and targeted, do you think they would extend the same type of courtesy when it comes to online discussions? No, I don't think they would. I think they would be the ones to gang pile on it. But this is why it's a glimmer of hope. Maybe this could help them understand that the Internet in general, people like that are just not playing or behaving well and don't be a part of that crowd because it is a garbage crowd to be a part of. How about this one? Zoe Saldana? Don't know who she is, but she's, I guess, also one of the Marvel Universe. Says, no matter how hard it gets, stick your chest out, keep your head up, and handle it. It's a quote from Tupac. (laughs) Okay. Says, you got this, Chris Pratt. Your family, friends, colleagues, and everyone who's ever crossed paths with you knows your heart and your worth. Uh, Josh Gad said, second, they don't get better than Chris Pratt. Okay, James Gunn, of course, with local ties here, says, sorry, just finding out about this nonsense. Chris Pratt is the best dude in the world. I've spent hours and hours sharing my deepest truths with this man and he has with me. Please stop assuming what he believes politically or any other way because he's a Christian. Isn't that good? Isn't that nice? Uh, Even Robert Downey Jr. had to come out and make a few words. And he posted a photo of them together on the set of one of their movies. And it says, what a world, the, quote, sinless, end quote, are casting stones at my brother, Chris Pratt, a real Christian who lives by principle, has never demonstrated anything but positivity and gratitude, and he just married into a family that makes space for civil discourse and, just plain facts, insists on service as the highest value. If you take issue with Chris, I've got a novel idea. Delete your social media accounts, sit with your own defects of character, work on them, then celebrate your humanness. Chris Pratt, I got your back. Isn't that nice? So what happens after that? Where, where do we go? Well, it could be maybe the Hollywood types would back off a little. Maybe they would just use this as a one and done. Or maybe they can start to realize that everything that cultivates around what they're pushing isn't healthy. You know, it's not just far left types. It's far right types, too. When you see the type of very terrible things that are said online, I think we can all look at individual things that are said. And some things you can completely ignore and say, oh, that's just dumb. Some things you can look at and say it's a bigger trend. But when you should start to be concerned is when it's it's more than just a bigger trend, it becomes a platform, as in this is a widely held belief of a certain uh, ideology. And in this case, the way that they look at Christians or the way that they look at people that will vote conservative or vote Republican or whatever it is, it's a bigger part of the platform that anyone that would vote for Donald Trump is a bona fide racist, white supremacist, uh, homophobe, fill in the blank, whatever name they want to call you. And they look at it as a foregone conclusion without knowing the character of any single person, let alone any single person that probably votes that way or even care to have a discussion of why they would do that sort of thing. Maybe for a moment they could realize that instead of saying these things about 
people that would vote for a Donald Trump, for example, maybe they could say, okay, maybe I need to pump the brakes on this and cut it out right now because, of course, there's no way to know what's in the heart of those people and why they would vote it if you don't talk to them as opposed to go out and just yell them down. So uh, good for Hollywood, Uh, not just uh, Hollywood in general, but just the ones that decided to come out. Maybe there is a little bit of hope left. Uh, Maybe you're not holding your breath. What do you think? Do you think there could be more civil discourse in the future? Or do you think that social media is just going to be a complete cesspool forever? And there's no value in social media anymore. I'm curious. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. You know, I just checked this uh, Zoom meeting that they're doing with the candidates. Sam Page is talking right now. Maybe I'll try to duck in and I'll listen to a few of it during the break. But we were going to talk to Paul Barry III. Uh, it looks like we may have to push that back because he's still part of this town hall meeting. So maybe we'll get him. Maybe we won't. We'll just see how that goes. This is Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. In Overnight America continues. We hope to connect with Paul Berry III, and I'm trying to monitor the town hall meeting that's going on now. And part of the town hall meeting is there's certain candidates that get to know the candidates. It's a video feed. I don't exactly know who's hosting the video feed. I saw it first hosted on Paul Barry's page on Facebook, and I think that's a re-feed of it. I don't think he's the originator of this. So I, out of surprise, at the very start of it, I, I tried to pay attention when it started around 7, and Sam Page was a part of this, uh, was a report, reportedly going to be a part of this, and then he wasn't there at the start, and then to my surprise, I decided to just check in real quick, and there he was. So it looks like he was there to give a couple of statements. So what I want to do is I paused it because... Probably about a minute and a half ago, Sam Page was giving his final two-minute pitch of why you should vote for him for county executive. So I thought, how about this? Uh, Let's just play that. I haven't actually listened to this yet. Let's hear what his pitch is. And then we're going to try to get a hold of Paul Barry III, who's running against him as the Republican nominee for the county executive seat, and see where we go from there. And let's just play this real quick. Okay. Well, thanks for your time this evening, and it's been a pleasure being here and answering your questions. And it's been an honor to be your county executive over the last year and a half. And I hope you to earn your vote and to continue over the next couple of years. As county executive, I'm leading the county through three crises, cleaning up the mess left by Steve Stinger after he resigned and went to federal prison, managing the COVID pandemic and its public health, humanitarian and economic impacts, and leading the county during a civil rights movement that the likes of we haven't seen 
in over 50 years. Any one of those would define an administration. And we're managing them all simultaneously. This is a time in which thoughtful leadership is needed, and I believe that's what I provide. No matter what, our government uh, must continue to function and to lead, and that's what I intend to do. And I want to touch on how we are spending the CARES Act grant funds as well. And you can see all of that at sdlcorona.com. Over 1,600 small businesses have been given a lifeline with our small business grants. $4 million was spent getting technology and hotspots to students to help them learn remotely. And we spend and allocated almost $100 million providing basic needs to counties' residents, reviving the county's economy, and providing services to slow the spread of COVID-19. We've set aside a municipal reserve of $47 million to help our local governments as well, leading them through a, a crisis as they struggle with their public safety budgets. I share the ballot this November with some important elections, and you have the chance to take our country back from a, a lunatic uh, by electing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to the White House. You can send a thoughtful and impressive leader to the governor's mansion in Nicole Galloway, and we can watch Ann Wagner Wagner pack her bags in her office alongside of Trump by electing Jill Shoup in the second congressional district. We all must vote no on Amendment 3, known as Dirty Missouri, to protect nonpartisan drawn districts and make sure every citizen of St. Louis County is counted in the redistricting process. And if uh, you may have voted already, you may be voting on election day, but no matter what, don't stop sharing your plan to vote with your neighbors, your friends, and your family. Our future depends on you. Thanks for allowing me to speak with you tonight and sharing my thoughts. You can find more information on sampage.com. Sam, thank you so much. All right, so that was part of the, the forum and there. All right, and there's other candidates that are still doing the forum right now. Let me just say this about <laughs> Sam Page's speech. I just say this. It was evident and very clear that all he was doing was reading from a page uh, or a screen. He was just reading a script. The whole time his eyes were going left to right, left to right, left to right. If you can't give two minutes on your own platform during your own time where you can't be uninterrupted, <laughs> come on. Are you telling me you're running an election and you can't even talk? off the top of your head for two minutes. <laughs> That's not good. All right. Now, very uh, scripted answer. And it's okay to be scripted. It's okay to have things prepared on what you're about to say, but you had two minutes to talk to the people, and instead you decided to read from a sheet of paper instead of addressing them. All right. You know, there's something else I wanted to bring up, and I'm hoping that we might be able to get uh, Paul Barry on to get a reaction to that because he was part of this forum, too. And he gave some interesting things and, you know, it really addressed some of the problems that a lot of people have with Dr. Sam Page. And later on the show tonight after 10 o'clock, we're going to talk to Tom Sullivan and we're going to look at that investigation. There's uh, some people calling for special prosecutors to investigate Sam Page, and if he's allowed to have all these other jobs. I mean, he's got a side job. He continues to work outside of his job, which is the county executive. You think that would be a full-time position, but instead he's doing other things too. Um, why? So is that allowed? Is it not allowed? So there's going to have to be at least uh, an answer to that. But some people are wondering, uh, either, either way, maybe it doesn't look too good. There's one other thing if you go to KMOX.com, and it's one of the very top stories that you can find right now on the website. It says, Democratic congressional candidate Cory Bush tweets about plan to defund the Pentagon. Uh, tweet from Cory Bush, the Democratic congressional candidate, 
uh, awaiting the defund the Pentagon is drawing criticism from Missouri Governor Mike Parsons, among many others. I really hope so. I hope he is. And after that, he says mostly, it's so strange because when you look at defund the Pentagon, you can find a person like a Bernie Sanders who goes and really has been a champion of thoughts like this. He'll say, I want to defund 10% so we can spend more money in these other places. Well, it's, he, she goes even further. I mean, it, and what's hard to do is to out left a Bernie Sanders, and that's what Cory Bush is doing. Maybe we'll talk about that later in the show, too. So we're going to go to a break now. We'll have Paul Berry III join us right after. It's Overnight America KMOX. This is Kevin Wheeler. Stay tuned this week as we look at five key storylines that will impact the upcoming Cardinals offseason. From veterans hitting free agency to the search for more offensive production, we'll have it all right here on your home for the Cardinals, KMOX. Overnight America is here with you up until midnight live. And then after that, replay hours. So if you're listening to this on a replay hour, you can go back into the podcast and share it with your friends if you like it. The Overnight America podcast. Joining us now is the candidate for the Republicans running up for county council in St. Louis County, Paul Berry III. Thanks for joining us tonight. Well, we all make a flow every once in a while. County executive uh, candidate and nominee. Yeah, you said council. What it, but how you doing? Oh, today, county sir? council. Yeah, county executive. <laughs> yeah. Good. I was watching oh, no. um, online the video feed for a while, and I was like, oh, man, I know we're scheduled for 830, and he's just doing his final comments. And then I thought, oh, he's going to want to watch Sam Page's comments. We actually played that on here. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to him. No, I haven't had a chance to listen to anything because I was doing a candidate forum with Sam Page, so I, I haven't got a chance to listen to anything. But there's lots of going, lots going on, man. Uh, I can tell you what, uh, things have gotten very interesting in St. Louis County, as reported by Channel 5 and Channel 4. Uh, Sam Page uh, has actually admitted that he's been working as a doctor uh, as county executive. And there, we have a very stringent uh, county charter that requires the county executive not to take employment or to be working as county executive. So to give the, the, the layman's view of this, look at it like President Trump. President Trump can own his businesses, but he can't be the CEO. He can't be there working because that can create a conflict of interest. The issue that Page has is that Page decided, A, he's going to take the $174 million of CareX money and spend it himself. Did any of that money flow to Mercy? the hospital that he works at. So as Tim Fitch has called for our county council person is for a special uh, prosecutor to look at this issue to see if Sam Page needs to be removed from office. Now, whether that has an effect on the election or not, it still remains to be unseen. But St. Louis County voters do need to consider that a gentleman that just admitted basically that, and, and Page's excuse to that in his response was that, well, you know, I have to work so many hours to keep my medical license, and that's why I did it. Well, that's not what the charter says. It says nothing about medical licenses. I would, As you know, I've been in the bail bondsman industry for a long time, right? And there's laws regarding me being county executive and uh, being in the bail bondsman industry. It's considered a conflict of interest. So what I did was, I had to contact and deal with the licensing board, and I'm not a licensed bail bondsman during this process. Sam Page made a decision that he wanted to put himself and his medical license above the cans and the rules of the charity, the, the, the charter the charter for St. Louis County, and uh, I don't think he's going to be able to stay in office. Uh, there was a court case with Ernie Trakis regarding the same issue. Ernie is an attorney, and he took $1,000 from the school district to do some work. And what a judge ruled in that case 
was that they allowed Ernie to stay because there were some changes in the law, but those changes don't apply to the county executive office. So with the same scenario of Ernie Trachis just receiving $1,000 to do legal work for a school, the judge said had the law not been changed, then um, Mr. Trachis would have been removed from office. So I don't see why a different standard would be applied to Paige um, for uh, continuing to work as a doctor at a hospital that he's providing COVID funds for. Um, we're going to be making some requests to uh, for a special prosecutor and contacting the Department of Justice to investigate this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is interesting. I mean, we're going to talk about that later. I don't know. Um, Tom Sullivan is a local watchdog. He pays a close attention to things like this. And there's been so many different things under Sam Page's watch that just raise so many questions that really should be looked into. And let me just raise a couple of them with you and you tell me what you think about them because, you know, you're running up against him for county executive in St. Louis County. And he, at least during his closing statements tonight, because right during the commercial break I was watching and I was, and we actually aired his closing statements as part of this forum that you were participating in. And by the way... Yeah, by the way, I thought, you know, it'd be good to air his comments knowing that you're coming on the air. I wanted to at least give that... Uh, that fairness and knowing that I don't know if I'd be able to get Sam Page on. But uh, here's the thing. I'm just going to make fun of him because he did two minutes and he read completely off a script. I don't think he... Um, I don't think he knew people could catch up on that thing, but you should have seen the comments of people just making fun of him. Because, you know, two minutes, if you can't talk your platform in two minutes, come on now. But the other thing was, he mentioned um, Steve Stanger. And I thought, you got to be kidding me with this. He's, he threw Steve Stanger under the bus, and he's saying, oh, we just came off of the corrupt Steve Stanger administration. Well, keep in mind, he was the one that was watching it. He was the one that was supposed to be holding him accountable with his position. He didn't hold him accountable. In fact, when that state audit came out, they said, hey, you should have done better. You should have really made sure he wasn't doing these things because you were the one that was supposed to keep him in check, and he wasn't. So he goes out there, and and he starts throwing Steve Stanger under the bus. (laughs) And that audit comes from the Democrat Nicole Galloway's office. Let's remember that, okay? There's no partisan play there. I'm sure if she's running for governor, that's probably the last audit she wanted to have to have released. But you're absolutely right. And the thing is, is that this is the common denominator with Sam Page. He will not debate. A forum doesn't really give you an opportunity to engage the people and go back and forth and have this conversation. But Sam's page has failed in the COVID response. Um, you know, there was an article out of NPR, and it was interesting. I was at NPR, so people went say, oh, it's in Fox, and there's partisan politics, about the fact that the schools are really not spreading COVID in the community. And one of my major issues is is access to education. How do we fix what's going on in St. Louis County? How do you fix the violent crime rate? Well, one, you have to create jobs for adults, but you also have to make sure the next generation of kids have a better education. And are they having a better education? If you're a single mom and you live in North County and you got three kids and your oldest is in ninth grade, you don't have money to pay for a babysitter. So you put your kids in front of the tablet. You know, uh, the Kansas City School District reported to the Department of uh, Primary and Secondary Education that over 50% of their kids were not even logged on on a day-to-day basis, okay? Mm -hmm. So we don't have those statistics here because it's election here and nobody wants to put this information out. But it is high time for somebody that can bring the county together. Does every Republican love me? No. Does every Democrat love (laughs) me? No. 
But what I can tell you is out of the two candidates that, that have a potential of winning this election, that I am the person that can go and talk to a far right, what, what they call, what do they call it, right wing, what they would call right wing Trump supporter, all the way down to a protester in North County. I have that ability. Now, do either group always agree with me? No. But in a county like ours, you've got to have a guy like me that knows how to touch the different corners. And I think it's a travesty that that forum is it. And I really appreciate the people that put the forum on, but I think the people deserve it. If ever there's a time that the people deserve a debate, now, you know, Jill Shoup and Wagner, yes, it's congressional, yes, they're – they're the, what we call the, um, the picture-perfect campaign, so we'll go ahead and we'll do what we can there. But I think the public knows, sir, that the county executive has more power over your day-to-day lives than your president or your government. You mm-hmm. should want us on the stage, and you should want us pushing back. Uh, what Paige is scared of is competition, and competition is what makes America green and what makes it great. Yeah. Uh, joining us here is Paul Berry III. He is running for the St. Louis County Executive, a nominee from the Republicans up against Sam Page, the Democrat, and currently holding the office. The Part of this um, town hall meeting that I was watching and trying to get a, a full feel for it, there's one thing that you mentioned that I thought was really good. Two things. Uh, number one, handling of the funds in the way that it's been in the county and just talking about, hey, we're going to build a million and a half dollar morgue. And we don't even know if we need it when you can look at the city, for example, who found a much more pragmatic way to spend the money to put up something temporary so they don't have to spend millions of dollars on stuff like this. The the one thing you mentioned, too, which was very fascinating, when we look at the areas that were hit the hardest and you talk about, you know what they did? They decided to put up these checkpoints in Chesterfield as opposed to the places that were hit the hardest. So why would Sam Page do that and then pander to the ones saying, oh, I did everything I could for your community, which he absolutely didn't. But, you know, I'm sorry, well, we're running out of time. We only got about a minute. So if you can say well, something let me, in a minute. Well let, me, well, let me give you the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy mm-hmm. is Sam Page says that we have to shut the government down, and Lisa Quancy basically says you're a bunch of racist, entitled people because you don't want to agree with what they're saying. But their actions when they spend the CARES Act money, which was dedicated for this purpose, show a totally different response. The number one reason we had COVID funds available was for testing. That was the number one. Now, it was used for all these different reasons, but testing was numero uno, regardless of party, regardless of who you were. And what ended up happening is that they didn't even, Sam Page never even utilized any of that money for the nonprofit testing that was being done for people that couldn't afford it. So you want to address COVID, and he like, talks out of both sides of his mouth. And quite frankly, it's going to be up to the voters of St. Louis County to decide. Um, you know, the, 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 the thing that I would like to see people that are going to consider voting is, are you happy with your government? Does the county council look like they're operating in a smart manner? Or, or <laughs> does this just look like an A1 crap show? Uh, I can't yeah, say what man. I want to say because we're on terrestrial. But yeah, I know. But no, yeah, real, real quick. I, I, I'm sorry, we got to go, but I want people to know your website. Where can they find you? Yes, Barry4STLCounty.com. Barry4STLCounty.com. We will be posting uh, the probably the only forum. But one thing yeah. I'll tell you. I'm sorry. We, I, I wish we had more time, but we got to go. Uh, Paul Berry, the third Republican nominee for county executive. Go check him out on Overnight America KMOX. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.